Welcome, everybody in the world, to the Michael the Free Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful, precious, horny, horny, blue-green orb <laughs> that we call planet Earth. It is April 27th at the time of the release of this episode. It is the last Monday of the last month on Earth, so... Get excited, guys! We're going out. We're, we're we're knocking this baby out of the park. I don't know how long. Okay, so it's April eleventh. So far, April and April feels like it's been going by pretty fast. March felt like it was forever. I wonder how horrible the world. How much of the world will be burning uh, on April twenty seventh? Who knows? We'll see. But we have a very exciting episode for you guys today. Uh, it is a crossover sode, uh, as they say. Uh, later on, uh, this is a crossover sode with the boys of Homerphilia, uh, Devin, Andy, and Darren. Um, and they'll be joining us a little bit later to discuss the uh, fantastic episode of The Simpsons that we all watch separately on YouTube because <laughs> it was not on Disney Plus because it's controversial. Uh, the Stark Raving Dads, a Michael Jackson episode of The, the Simpsons. So stick around for that. And if you want to uh, watch it uh, before, you can watch it in like eight different pieces spliced together <laughs> over extremely loud bass music and subscribe buttons on YouTube. Uh, so go check it out. But right now we are joined. Uh, we have a couple new friends of the show joining us to talk and we'll be introducing them one by one. Uh, first, uh, he is a, uh, a clandestine backyard gardener. Uh, his name is Grub Dirtly. Please welcome Grub Dirtly. How's it going? Hello. My name welcome. is Grub, and I like to plant stuff. Great. Right now, I have a beautiful row of heirloom cucumbers hmm. just gesticulating in my backyard. Gesticulating? Yes. You don't understand what? Is that the it's word, a word for it? It's right. I know word. it's I'm a word. Use. I don't it's, know if that's the, the word that you're supposed it, to use. Well, the, the depths of your ignorance are astounding when it comes to gardening, it seems. If you wow. don't understand. We just started I, talking. I, I, sorry, I'm coming in a little hot. But when I, when I perceive someone to uh, disrespect the greatest hobby in the world, backyard gardening, I have to defend it. So if you're going to come flouting your total ignorance of the subject matter, I might as well just leave. Um, isn't it a difficult time uh, to be gardening right now? I, I, I'm pretty sure that you're not really supposed it's, to be. It's springtime. Garden. It's the perfect, the perfect time. Uh, the, the earth is waking up. Winter is over. It's the no. perfect time. What are you talking about? Once the, again, the depths of your ignorance no. are the, frankly uh, listen, infuriating. Listen. Um, I've but, heard isn't I've heard that uh, isn't like you're not supposed to garden during the coronavirus crisis. Is that right? Uh, uh, that's huh? something. What the coronavirus? You ever heard of it? 
What? It's a coronavirus. <gasps> what? It's, a, it's all the rage. What? <laughs> coronavirus? Yeah. Oh, COVID-19. No. It's this big, big, crazy virus. I, it's... I because, because uh, this is news to me. Really? So you're telling me. <laughs> I, I, as a backyarder, you are really able to dig a bear. I have, I'm waking up for the first time in three and a half months. So oh. the words you're saying to me are very frightening. You wait, you hibernate during the off gardening season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yes. I there's nothing for me to do, so I sleep it off, Michael. And you're telling me I can't garden now? I I'm not telling you you can't. I'm saying that it's advised against to go oh outside my and God. and uh, you know, have you been going to the store and buying supplies? Is that why everybody was so mean to me at Ace Hardware? When I went what, what did you do at Ace Hardware? You cut out a little bit. What did you say? Well, uh, a little bit known around these parts. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of a big deal around these parts. Uh-huh. Uh, people know me and my story. So the local paper usually follows me to my ace hardware seed run after i wake up for the first time in three and a half months i get in hostile uh everybody's telling me to cover up my beautiful face yeah it's because there's there's a major virus going on oh no oh oh, no we'll let you and you get it from gardening No, well, I mean, you just get it from being around other people and oh. being outside, and it's it can spread. The wind can blow it into your yard and infect you, and you have a major respiratory illness. I'm outside right now, Mom. Yeah, I see you're outside right now. You're you're frozen. <laughs> Think about. Hello. You seem in shock. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am, uh, Michael. I'm going to let you stew on that. Uh, we're going to bring out our next guest uh, while, while, while you're thinking about it. Um, our next guest, he is a bonfire enthusiast, another person with an outdoor hobby uh, <laughs> at this time. Uh, please welcome Michael Burr. Yeah, that's that's me. I'm right here. I'm I'm, uh, I'm ready, ready to go, ready to be a part of this uh, this variety hour we're we're talking about right now. Are you okay? You seem panicked. I uh, I got uh, I stepped away from the fire for a few minutes to do this right now, but uh, it should be fine. I mean, bonfires burn. They've got enough wood in there. It should be good. Go right. Fire. Well, it's you know, there's a few main parts. There's the 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 combustibles, the the wood that you stack and then you light. Uh, but there's also the 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 bricks that go around uh, the the fire that keep yeah. the fire contained. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the two basic parts of your your bonfire. Uh, <laughs> and that's my passion, bonfires. Well, hey. Uh, I don't mean to cut in here, but yeah. Uh, you, well, you did you, for <laughs> for you. Oh, you did mean to do that. For you to bury inorganic material is a slap in the face to everything I do. Listen, for, I for think you to take is, bricks and put them in the dirt like they're gonna grow into something is frankly. I, think, uh, I saw the Lion King. 
uh, I know the circle of life, and I think fire is a uh, an ending part of what you grow. I light it on fire. It then recreates uh, itself as ashes. Uh, it, it fertilizes the land and allows uh, your next uh, plants to grow. And that is how bonfires work. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never thought about it like that. Well, maybe you should uh, open your mind a little bit there. And don't you put some sort of stone or brick in it's the ground more, when you're when you're gardening like, too, there, uh, grub? Like, so you could... Uh, uh, like, if by stones and bricks you mean seeds and stems, yes. Well, don't you need to, don't you need to build some sort of enclosure so the uh, they're the, the kind of your hey brother, gardening. my yard is my enclosure. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like if the fire ends stuff to to so you can create more plants. It's almost like every new beginning is another beginning's end. And that's just a phrase I came up with right off the top of my head right now. That's pretty That I've never heard before. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's just the lyrics to the song Closing Time. Nah, nah. Pretty confident. I was actually just listening to that outside by the fire uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, There's no way to prove that it is. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end, uh, and then it goes back into the chorus. I don't think there's any way to prove that that's from uh, an Eve Six song, and uh, uh, to try would be a futile attempt. So you might as well just credit me as with the phrase. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to call you a liar, but I'm gonna do exactly that right now. All right. Wow. All right. Just let's truce. Here's to the night. All right. Here's here's, here's to the night. Here's to the night. So, so Michael, uh, you're also another Michael, which is always great to meet another one. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of us out there. Yeah, there sure is. Uh, very popular name in the early '90s. Right, uh, I think it had something to do with uh, some famous Michaels coming up, uh, which we'll I heard on your you'll be talking about one of them uh, later on today. Yeah, well, do you have any opinions on Michael Jackson? Uh, History's think, greatest pervert. Yeah, that's. I was gonna go with that also. <laughs> History's greatest pervert. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's a, a tough topic to broach, uh, certainly. Yeah. But uh, I think there are far better Michaels in the world. Uh, Michael Jordan. Jordan, one of them. Mm-hmm. B. Yeah. Jordan, another one. For, um, Michael Jordan, responsible for his dad's murder. You guys are just knocking out all the good Michaels. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this is me, Grub Dirtly, talking. Yeah. And it's an alleged rumor that uh-huh. Michael Jordan's gambling debts were the reason that his dad got murdered. So that's not- Allegedly. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, so Michael, what got you so interested in bonfire? And uh, I think it was uh, a nature or nurture thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I think my name made me predisposed to liking fires. Why? Uh, well, if you take my first initial and then you you say my name, what does it say, Michael? M. Michael? Nope. With the last name. Ember. Yep, that's my name, Ember. That's I what they call see. Me. Wow. Uh, so there was uh, an element of me being predisposed to liking fires, mm. uh, but also uh, my childhood home burned down as a kid. Oh, wow. What happened? Oh, wow. Did your uh, gambling debts? Yeah, well, it was, uh, you know, uh, it was one of those uh, insurance situations. I see. <laughs> I'm just it? realizing that your name 
if you say it real fast, is Ember, and you like fire. Right. And my name is two types of stuff you you do in gardening a lot is that you find grubs and that you dig dirt. Why and do my you name's find, Grub Dirt. Why do you well, find grubs? That leads me to ask you the question: uh, Have you decided anything for yourself in your entire life, Grub Dirtly? Whoa, whoa. Um, my, uh, it's a part of my religion that I try to make as few decisions for myself as possible what is that what religion is that one uh i i go to the church of practicology <laughs> the, the church of what practicology <laughs> we, we i'm a disciple of the church of practicology uh we choose we choose always in life the most practical option it's in, uh, practicology is an e-commerce consultancy. Consultancy. That's Sorry. some people say that. Some people say cult. I say uh, a lifestyle. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> well, how, so how did you? How did you kind of find your way to gardening? How did you find your way to practicology? <laughs> uh, uh, I came into uh, a good size. Uh, a fortune mm-hmm. and quite a quite a How nice much? large uh 3.4 million dollars oh that is a nice size fortune yeah thank you and uh in a large plot of land uh uh and i i stumbled upon these due to the violent death of my parents oh uh uh the i was i was given a a large will uh, and and what's what do you do with a lot of money and a lot of beautiful land? Is you start digging, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you what did, did you what you do with all the the money? Where did the money go to? Uh, irrigation, greenhouse, uh, building up a little stand outside of my front door so I can sell vegetables to the on the street. Uh, it's pretty much all gone now. Oh no! Did you, know, did you know that just because you own a house, you have to give taxes? About, you have to pay for it every year. Yeah. Do you, what the fuck is that about? Like what do you I, mean? I, I earned that house because my parents died horrifically. Why do I got to keep paying for it every year? Well, you inherited three point four million dollars. Yeah, and they and they. They took they took some of that just because I inherited it. Some of that, yeah, yeah, not all of it. So a lot of that three point four million dollars went to the taxes and then paying back taxes because I didn't pay for so long on it in the first place. Well, but that, the roadside selling- stand, the roadside stand was pretty expensive too. Well, I mean, shouldn't it have paid itself off with? Selling vegetables and stuff. Well, when you sink when you sink eight hundred thousand dollars into a roadside stand, it's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> it's hard to level off. It's gonna take a couple of years it, to break even. I why know. did eight? Why did it cost you almost a million dollars to create a roadside vegetable stand? Um, you you're talking to the zoning board, <laughs> and you gotta go have meetings with the mayor because he's not why? happy. <laughs> he's not happy. My I live next to the mayor and he's not happy that I'm he says I'm inviting riffraff into the neighborhood. Are you? Yeah. 
my, well, I, I, well, part a big chunk of the eight hundred thousand dollars was uh, a licensing agreement with the hip hop artist Riff Raff. He, <laughs> he's he's kind of my spokesman. And so, yeah, I did invite Riff Raff to the neighborhood. And, yeah, he did make a big mess. And, yeah, he did piss off all the neighbors. And, yeah, now the mayor doesn't like me. Why does – Why? what was that business decision to have Riff Raff be the spokesperson for your roadside vegetable Because stand? kids kids love freaks. That's what they love. <laughs> That's what they love. And this guy has pointy golden teeth. Yeah. So what's, big, what's a bigger freak, freak than that? That's also, uh, he has that one lyric in that song uh, about eating okra with Oprah, and I'm pretty sure that that serves your uh, mission pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's true. I I had to change it to eating okra with Grub Dirtly doesn't pop as much. Doesn't rhyme. No. No, I thought if the kids heard Riff Raff joking about eating cucumbers and okra with his old pal Grub Dirtly. All the kids would want to come eat vegetables. That hasn't happened yet. So no. uh, I, did, I, I will be the first one to admit that I didn't spend that money wisely from my parents so after you, their untimely demise. You mind if I ask what your main, uh, your best-selling vegetables might be or fruits? Uh, that presupposes that I, ha- I, I would need to have sold something to have a bestseller. Fair enough. Let's bring on our our third and final guest for this segment, uh, just to get him in here. So I, he seems like he's got potentially some opinions, but be careful, guys, because he, I, I, in talking to him, I I I think I triggered some emotional baggage a little bit prior to. So try and be gentle with him. Uh, in fact, his name uh, is Glenn Gentle. He's a sensitive carpenter. Please welcome Glenn Gentle. What's going on, boys? Oh. What's wrong, Glenn? I just feel a lot. What's wrong? Well, what, what do you feel? I feel like um, feel like I, I should I should get out there and, and and build something. Yeah, but you know it's hard. It's a bad time to do that right now with the, with uh, all the stuff going on. Yeah, it's a pretty rough time for me to be building houses. Is that uh, is building houses another way you get this thing? Just being yeah. outside in general, <laughs> being outside and being around other people. Yeah. I don't, know, I, don't know how many, mind. I don't know how many times I can reiterate that. Damn, this is blowing my mind. How, how are you holding it together, buddy? I'm not. I'm not doing so good. I, I have all this this balsa wood in my garage that I would normally use to make houses, houses and it's stuff, yeah. softer than regular wood is. But I can't even make any houses right now. Hey, Glenn. Yeah. I'll burn all that wood if you don't want to use it. How could you say something like that? Hey, uh, I apologize, just, Michael. You know, that's stuff that he cares yeah, about. Yeah. I'm just saying that for every piece of wood that you have, it could be a flame in a fire that makes someone else happy. Or it could be uh, the, the, the joists for a delicate house for delicate boys to live in. Right. That's your opinion right there. That's yeah. what that is. You guys uh, ever heard of hardwood floors? Yeah, I love them. I install softwood floors in all my houses. That's what I want. I I love a floor that every time I drop something or drag my feet, it left a permanent mark. It's like hardwood floors, but it can feel more deeply. Right, and it shows scars better. So I I fucking love Gentle's work. I'll tell you that much. 
I had him build a rec room for me and my brother's worm and beetle. He fucking throw a dude through a balsa wood wall, dude. He's, we get into some serious horseplay, and it's just fucking crashing through balsa wood walls, oh, dude. That makes me so happy and touches me so deeply to hear you yeah. say that. Hey, Grub, can you uh, one more time tell me what your brother's names were? Worm and Beetle? Worm and Beetle. I thought that's what I thought I heard. I was just making sure that that's what I heard. You got to. What's that? You stop talking. You're, you're, you don't. Uh, Michael, you're no more volume. No more volume. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the word for that might be. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he lost his ability to speak words. Yeah, Glenn, I, I'm sorry that this has been such a hard time for you. Are it's you- just not getting to do what I do best. It, it, it hurts me because, you know, I come from a long line of sensitive carpenters. And wow. not being able to do that really, it really hurts me. Well, how did you get involved in, in, in carpentry? In the first well, um, my dad was a sensitive carpenter. He helped build the um, delicate Chrysler building. <laughs> and his his dad was also a sense of carpenter. He helped um, build the emotional Washington Monument. They go all the way back. My my ancestors built the uh, Leaning Tower of uh, being touchy feely, and their ancestors helped build the Great Pyramid of Deep Sensitivity. All right, I get it. Um, so I've <laughs> always been destined to be a, a sensitive carpenter. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, interesting that I haven't heard of any of these uh, monuments, although well, I have- they made them out of soft wood, so they didn't last very long. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the whole problem. You can't make an outdoor monument out of soft wood uh, with no finish or no uh, uh, weather proofing material. You've got to be a little less abrasive, Michael. He's he's getting really emotional. Listen, uh, I've burned a lot of things to the ground. And I'm telling you, the things that you're describing are ripe for burning or cutting or for grub dirtlies, uh, grubs and, and, and termites that plague the, 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 the gardening world. All that stuff will destroy everything that this gentle guy is talking about. There are a lot of building fires in my home country, the United States of fragile little boys, <laughs> which is where I yeah. come from. Right. Uh, I took my honeymoon there, dude. How was it? Nuts. Uh, which which uh, which of cool. the states Everything. did you visit? Uh, soft. Soft Dakota. <laughs> oh, my soft favorite. Dakota. Yeah, South Soft Dakota. Yeah, I dude. love Soft Dakota even more than the state just north of it, Softer Dakota. Everything. <laughs> everything is fucking made a nerf, dude. Everybody asks you how you're doing all the time. Every blanket is so weighted, it's crazy. That sounds very co- cozy and comfortable. Yeah, amenities place everywhere. On Earth. Sounds like, uh, what's that, the, the Swedish word, Huga? 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 I'll take your word for it, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so we've got, I feel like we got, th- this whole uh, panel is is uh, a cozy, uh, you know, stuff that's associated with coziness. You got woodworking you got gardening you got beetles and beetle well yeah i don't i wouldn't call what i do cozy 
Yeah. I work, I work in the ground with my hands. I get bit by rats. What? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you ever try to fight a rat, rat off an overripe cucumber? No. Guess who's not winning that fight? The rat. Me. Oh. <laughs> In, in the United States of fragile little boys, all of the ground is covered with those rugs that have like all the roads and a city on it that you would have in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Those are so cute. It's beautiful. Hey, so do you live in, is that your, that's your home country, but do you live here in the United States now? Uh, yeah. I, 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 say so America? To, uh, I moved to Detroit. Um, about uh, five weeks ago. Oh, bad so it's a famously, a famous, uh, famously soft city for nice, sensitive boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's sarcasm, if you can't tell. Oh, I, I'm unfamiliar with that concept. Well, well, it means that he was lying to you. What? <laughs> yeah, dude, I love, I love joking around with my pals because it just means I get to lie to them all the time. <laughs> I, I love teasing and riffing and joking around with my pals because I get to just be mean and lie to them and then um, say it's a joke. Is Riff your buddy you were talking about earlier? No, that's Riff Raff. Oh. Riff Raff, yeah. Mr. Raff to you. <laughs> so how have you been in, the, in your first five weeks here in Detroit? Oh, it's been really nice. Um, I haven't met a single other person because I've yeah. been inside my house the whole time. <laughs> um, but I have... I've been trying That's just to, how you live your life though, right? You're not doing that because of any government orders. That's just how you live. Well, I, I would like to get out and meet people. I've been on uh, the dating app, uh, Tender, which is <laughs> uh, Tinder, but for soft sure. sensitive guys. Yeah, yeah. For tender boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. How many people are on that app? It's just me right now, it looks like. I decided. <laughs> hey, and if in your free time and up in carpentry, you've been making a, an app. That's pretty awesome. I did yeah. download I did download the tender app, but I had a fundamental misunderstanding of what it was. What did you think it was? I thought it was like a chicken tender locator. I, oh. I thought you would think it was like a garden tender. Like someone who comes uh, to garden. Hey dude, I don't need one of those because they got the number one one <laughs> in the world right here. I I only, ever, tend, I only tend two things, gardens and bars. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, you're a bartender. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, now that I'm in so much debt, I got to make money somehow. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do you ever use FarmersOnly.com there, Grub? Uh, that presupposits that I am interested in some sort of sexual relationship. Uh, uh, I am sexually agnostic. Oh, well, that's that's good. Glad that you good that you. I also don't know if that's the word for it. No, I just me. believe it. I, yeah, no, I I am willing to uh I'm willing to allow that there's a possibility of sex, but I don't believe it'll ever happen for me. I'm sexually agnostic. <laughs> well, have you tried the dating app for you, uh, Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> Again, fundamental dis misunderstanding about that is what a chicken tender locator. Because <laughs> I <laughs> basically, 
<laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, because that's what I call my house is the Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> I call my house the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what do you call your house, Michael? Uh, my house? Uh, funny thing about my house. <laughs> uh, well... There's a long story that goes with that. Currently, I'm staying on a couch uh, of a friend of mine who happens to be out of the country, uh, stuck in quarantine. Uh-huh. Uh, because I had an accident uh, with one of my bonfires at my house. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. But you didn't lay the brick well and it spread too far? I didn't lay the brick well, and I was, uh, I was distracted by my dating app, uh, Kindle. <laughs> and I was in the other room, and little did I know, uh, a large gust of wind blew a particularly small board of wood uh, alongside the house, uh, which then it lit the exterior of my home, which then traveled to the interior of my home, uh, leaving me without a home. Uh, I just so want to point bad. out, it's interesting that you have an app uh, that's a pun on fire Kindle when there already is one called Tinder <laughs> right well that didn't oh, seem like I tried it out it didn't seem like the right thing for me and to be fair uh, Mr. Grub I know you're making wood chips over there for your garden there's an app for that already too called Grinder, buddy Oh, <laughs> that's what that is you know, if you're, if you're looking for a new place to live, uh, Michael, you could move to the United States of Fragile Little Boys. There's a lot of houses there. It seems like those houses are soft and flammable, which are not ideal for what I'm looking for. Uh, preferably, I would like like a, a stone and dirt grotto uh, or maybe one of those New Zealand hobbit houses that cannot catch on fire. Yeah. Uh, lots of land nearby where you can uh, you can share in the experience. They say that. They say they can't catch on fire, but if you try hard enough, dude. <laughs> Amen, brother. Hey, 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 man, brother. I'm right there with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, I've burned a lot of unburnable things. Glenn, are you okay? You seem like you're hyperventilating. I'm just – it just makes me sad thinking about all the different stuff that could burn down. Yeah. What's your five least favorite things that would burn down? Um, the house Statue of Liberty that would be awful. Statue of Why? Sad Liberty, it's made out of copper, though. Yeah, if that burned down, America's toast. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to try America's toast. <laughs> yeah, I think that's called French toast. Oh, freedom toast here, dude. Freedom toast. <laughs> what, what number two for you, uh, uh um, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> Things that I would not want to burn down. Um, my family. Uh, my The library. That would be awful. I keep all my diaries. <laughs> Wait. You have a library specifically for keeping diaries in? Yeah, it's the di- the library. <laughs> the diabrary. Diabrary, okay. That's where all the fragile boys keep their thoughts and feelings. Uh-huh. If that ever burned down, that would just be a real loss for my home country. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, if my the collection of, of my theaters. collection of Michael Strahan memorabilia, <laughs> that would be awful. 
That's third. Is he a, a famous gardener? <laughs> Huge. What? No, is he he's a, a gardener. He was the New York Giants sack master with a big gap in his teeth that took over for Regis on the morning show. Yeah. Is Regis, a, was Regis a gardener? Sure. I, hey, didn't, I didn't grow up with American TV, so I don't have a lot of the same pop culture references. As you guys hey, Glenn, uh, can you do me a favor and, and read a short passage from one of your diaries? Sure. Uh, <coughs> just get one open here. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Langston moved up beside me. His feet crackled in the soft gravel. The girl shied away. Don't be afraid, he said. Who are you? Do I know you? I'm sensitive Henry Langston. Davy wanted me to take a picture of you. It seems to be working out that way after all. Okay, get a diary. That's enough. Good night. Okay, great. What is, what's in soft gravel? Soft gravel is regular gravel, but just with a deeper well of feelings. Ah, uh, yeah. So it still hurts your feet. Uh, it, it lightly tickles your feet. <laughs> that uh-huh. sounds good. That sounds great. Oh, man. Well, uh, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you all. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to go search this uh, virus thing you're talking about. Uh, I'm still a little groggy from my hibernation. Yeah, I'll send you some links. All right. Uh, sounds like I got some. Scared. Prepared to be scared? Yeah. All right. I haven't been scared since 1986. So. But what happened in 1986? Um, the violent death of my parents oh, okay. that we talked about earlier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Michael, anything, anything last things you'd like to say before, before we move on to our, uh, our next segment? I'm not a big fan of learning things. I really just like to, <laughs> to burn them. Uh, so it kind of it rhymes with learn, I guess. But I would encourage everybody out there to go and start a bonfire, but do not get distracted and leave it unattended because it will result in negative consequences for you and your life and those around you. Great. Well, is that a burn guys- notice? Is that what that is? Is that what burn notice means? Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show. We will be, yep. uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, we will be joined by Darren, Andy, and Devin of Homerphilia, and we're going to talk oh. about The Simpsons. Those sound like three good boys. They're big, horny men. All right, we'll be oh. horny men. <laughs> we'll be back after this. Hello? Is anybody there? Say, hey, old Donnie here. I don't, oh, oh. It's a me, and you say, but can't. Honey, come here. But by God, it's a talking cricket. It's a little Italian cricket, too. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, you see something new every day. I am going to send a jacuzzi in my backyard, and uh, now I want a car. By God, this little cricket wants to buy one of our Jeep Wranglers. Oh, well, heaven skippy. I'm going to wrangle me a Jeep. Beep, beep. Come on back here, Giuseppe Cricket. Great to have you here. Now, forgive me, but I've never sold a car to a cricket before. Uh, do you think you would be able to uh, handle one of the our larger size units? Giuseppe the Cricket, not in a magic. Giuseppe the Cricket, not in a finesse. Great, this cricket knows magic, and he knows how to finesse wow. a giant Jeep Wrangler. You know, I would kind of like to see what he looks like behind the wheel. That's great. Just step it in. I'm going to open up this door and why don't you hop in and we'll hop in the back seat and take it for a spin, guy. Just step it in. I want to your wife in the front seat. 
Oh, I, if he insists. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I, but if he insists, Giuseppe didn't want to buy a Jeep. Giuseppe didn't get what he meep. All right. Well, honey, I guess uh, you sit in the front seat, I'll sit in the back. Yep. Okay. Okay. We get in the car now, the Jeep Wrangler. And uh, your touch button? Yep. One press start. That's right. And, uh, oh, you don't have to turn on the windshield wipers, Giuseppe. There is a turret only that I can see. All right. All right, and here we go. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, I've never seen... Get your face off of the road! I've never seen such a smooth operator before. He's you're getting a little angry, Giuseppe. He wanted you to just uh, be a little more careful with this. Yes, Harry, I get her on the rage from my mama. The aggression is very interesting. You know what is uh, interesting? The uh, obvious uh, sexual attention uh, hey, between us. Uh, I I I'm not a liar, and I I would have to agree. What the hell, Giuseppe? Mm. Quit flirting with my you wife. You want me to buy a car? Yes. Me millionaire. I own Disney. You don't own Disney. I own Disney. My uh, cousin, you know him? Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> yeah, mm. I own the Disney. A big star man, too. Yes. Honey, you can't possibly be ta- letting this, this cricket cuck me right here. Listen, the heart wants what the heart wants, and sometimes life leads you on a journey just to find another journey. Well, fine, Giuseppe Cricket. Why don't you 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 keep this Jeep Wrangler and you keep my dang wife? Just let me out. Hey, hold on now. We are looking for a turd. You're looking for a turd? Well, well, I don't want to take a poop. No, 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 no. A turd. All right, Giuseppe, you're getting gross now. Just let me out of this damn car. No, no. One equals me. Two equals her. Three... Semina equals you. Oh, Giuseppe, you want... A thruple. A thruple? You can't come with the, well, the thruple. We have been trying to spice things up a little bit. Oh. Hitting on the, not having the kids no spicy for you? No. Our kids are ugly, horrible people. Really bad. Uh, they buy a Disney toys? They don't play with their Disney toys anymore. Let me speak to your kids. I'll take him on the cheaper wrinkler. Oh, this could really save our save our marriage, honey. Yeah. Yeah, you'll need uh, the baby sit. I find a baby to sit. Alright. Well, Giuseppe, welcome to the family, pal. Yeah, uh <laughs> and now uh, I'm part of family. Well, uh <laughs> could you spot me on this Jeep Wrangler? Giuseppe! We are halfway through a show and we're introducing ours very typical homophilia fashion boys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, buddy. So uh right before we got in here to record with Michael Dupree of the Michael Dupree Variety Hour, we saw Three friggin' weirdos on the Zoom call. Goofballs. I don't, I don't know who those goofballs were, but I I know his voice sounded a lot like mine. <laughs> Three of history's greatest perverts. <laughs> Three of history's greatest perverts. We, Which is fitting. We, before the lockdown happened, we had talked about 
uh, uh, doing this specific episode as the next Homer Feely alive because nobody could see it anyway. And our well, we didn't end up putting up the event page, but it was going to say, um, come watch the Simpsons episode featuring one of history's greatest perverts, <laughs> Michael <laughs> the boys from Homer Philia, <laughs> uh, uh, which would have been fun. But instead, uh, uh, we watched it in three-minute chunks uh, uh, in YouTube videos alone by ourselves. Yeah, and it yeah. was it, it was a it was a ride. Uh, Delightful. <laughs> I love watching some chunks on YouTube. When I'm oh, yeah, watching chunks, that fucking rocks very, for me. Yeah, you're uh, in the chunk vids too. Oh yeah, big chunk guy. Oh, uh, my I'm favorite a chunk, chunk is head. David Dobrik. <laughs> <laughs> mine is uh, Chunky Cheese, my restaurant. <laughs> uh, mine's I used Campbell's, to love that uh, uh, Campbell Chunky, Chunky Brewster. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chunky Brewster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that that show um, starring a fat Tony Shalhoub called Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. But this uh, watching uh, a show this way is very interesting. Infuriating. It was so infuriating to me because it felt like Disney was taking down episodes like as I was starting them. Uh, I kept getting the you know Disney owns the copyright to this. This clip's no longer available. And then I would click one with the same title with like twenty one views or something like that. Feels like it just went up for reference right for those of people that don't know this is stark raving dad it's the first uh we're cracking into a new season first episode of season three cracking up a cold it's one a, with the boys it is a classic episode in simpsons lore however uh pre-disney plus when uh when simpsons was still on the fx app uh hbo released the documentary leaving neverland and in response to the allegations against Michael Jackson in that FX uh, took the episode out of syndication and off streaming platforms and Disney uh, uh, used that same model when they shipped everything over to Disney Plus. So this episode is uh, is been erased from Simpsons canon. Dude, it's a good episode. It, it is, is a good. A really they, good I heard they also pulled all of Michael Jackson's songs off the radio and made all of Weird Al's versions the now official versions. Yes. So anytime you would hear like "Beat It" in a movie, you will now hear "Eat It." <laughs> Eat it. And if you saw uh, um, "Bad," now it's "Fat." Fat. Yes. And if you see Billy Jean, now it's Deli Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about how hot it is in jet delis. Yeah, and when you would hear uh, "Rock with You," it is now "Barack with You." And uh, okay, and that's the one. That's the one <laughs> uh, uh, food political political song that Weird yeah. Al ever did. And it's and he not... did it forty years before the Obama presidency. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you and when it's PYT, uh, that's pastries. Uh, yummy things. <laughs> Pas- yummy things. Pastries and yummy things. <laughs> uh, but so you can't watch this episode. Smooth criminal anymore. is now smoothie criminal. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Man in the mirror is now man. I'm a <laughs> mirror. 
Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm a mirror. <laughs> Man, I'm a mirror. When, uh, when he wrote Man in the Mirror uh, about looking at himself and, and seeing all the bad stuff in him, do you think he was talking about the, the, the really bad stuff? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I thought we weren't going to go there. <laughs> I was so naive. <laughs> right away. Uh, uh, so, so uh, just a little bit of history. I know a lot about this episode. Uh, 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 it's Because you are an aficionado of history's greatest perverts. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, not because I know so much about The Simpsons. It's because I know so much about history's greatest perverts. You have yeah. called yourself like a history's greatest perverts specialist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, so season one, season two, uh, America is enraptured with that young, yellow son of a bitch, Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. Uh, including one Mr. Michael Jackson. He loved oh, Bart. Go right. He loved Bart. Uh, uh, and he contacted. I'm sure he did love Bart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he contacted Matt Groening to let him know how much he loved Bart, and he said, "I want to collab with you as I want to do an episode. He I want. I want you to come over to my house. I want Bart to come over to my house." I want, him to meet, to explain. I want him to meet Bubbles. Uh, uh, it, he, so he, he tells Matt Groening he wants to be in an episode of The Simpsons. And he tells him he wants to write a number one song for Matt Groening. And Matt Groening's like, all right, dude. Uh, this is 1991. Okay. Yeah. He's so, like, okay, whatever, dude. But, like, uh, so then fucking Michael Jackson writes do the bart man and it is a num- <laughs> it's a number one hit he, he, he followed through on that promise of writing a number one number one song for matt grading i did not know so, michael jackson wrote that yeah yeah he wrote do the bart man so then then they were like yeah let's do an episode uh um some of the some of the stuff in the episode was michael jackson's idea like bart bart calling the town and and spilling the beans that was michael jackson's idea oh but that also they did a uh that was self-referential of the last time it was like the same uh when they had the uh the party was it with when abe was babysitting or whatever when they went to the retreat recently it was the same thing where bart called and it jumped from millhouse to like some other kids all the way to like to the guy in jail and all the others yeah and it was Uh, great that was a good one which is cool that we're starting to see things like that over and over and over again um the other thing that happens when they when uh uh they agree to get him on the show is his contract situation is fucking nuts so one he cannot sing on the episodes he is not like contractually not allowed to sing on the show. So when, uh, when the character is singing, it's actually a guy named Kip Lennon from uh, a folk band called Venice. Who's singing the, who's imitating Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is credited as John J. Smith. And he is doing the speaking parts of the character he he wrote Lisa, it's your birthday. Couldn't take credit for it. 
and then um uh uh yeah uh that and then this is the last time that the simpsons give a a celebrity a pseudonym in the credits they did it for that you have Michael Jackson as a guest voice on your show, but he can't sing mm-hmm. his own voice. Uh, at the end of last season, they had an episode with Dustin Hoffman, and he also used a pseudonym. What was his so those, pseudonym? Uh, Sam Edick. Oh, okay. Because uh, he's because he's Jewish. That's a Jewish. Uh, so he so he was credited as Sam Edick uh, when he was on the show. Michael Jackson was John J. Smith, and then from here on out, they said. We will we'll work with celebrities. We'll work with guest stars, but they are absolutely giving us their their real names. Can you imagine any other instance in history where this happens? Like, like Justin Bieber calling Bob's Burgers and being like, "I'm going to write you a number one song." <laughs> yeah, but or like fucking Frank Sinatra, like calling the Flintstones to be like, "You need a number one yeah. hit." Single. Hey, baby. Or when when yabba friggin', dabba do. When friggin do, yabba dabba. friggin' Mozart called up <laughs> Willie Shakespeare. <laughs> and now he was like, he was like, I'll write you a number one song, but you're putting me in King Lear, bitch. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to find out how horribly inaccurate my numbers are. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working on it right now. Actually. Thank you. Um, Mozart's uh, the mid eighteen, early 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Shakespeare been Shakespeare uh, late 1500s. Had been dead for a hundred years before yeah. Mozart was born. So. I can't wait to be dead for a hundred years. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking lit titty, though. <laughs> yeah. The other fun fact about this is that it's like Dwight D. Eisenhower calling Andy Reid to be on Homophilia and <laughs> number one. Hit. Yeah, Dwight I'll Eisenhower write writing a one, Homophilia song. A number one hit po- public policy, but I want to do. I, I will do write that. you a number one hit uh, war maneuver. Yeah, in yeah. Europe. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so uh, Al Jean, the longtime producer of The Simpsons tweeted out pictures of pages from a sequel to this episode uh when uh when prince died so they they wrote an episode uh where uh lenny kompowski comes back this time he's portraying prince and prince turned down the role after he read the script because he didn't like it so they never ended up wrote the sequel too right Co- I, I wasn't sure about that. Conan I feel wrote like Conan might have writ- tr- written the draft of the sequel. I can check. How would, how would that have worked? Because at the end, I mean, I don't know if we want to spoil the ending of this one quite yet, but yeah, he kind of reveals that he's was faking it the whole time. Oh, the script that's was why it written work, by right? freelancers, but polished by Conan. Yeah, it would probably have just been the same deal where the guy's voice was Prince now, you know? Yeah. According uh, to that them, saw awesome. Kampowski encouraged Springfield residents to loosen up, become more flamboyant, and become more sexually open. Mm. Yeah. Cartoons yeah. can have sex. There was. <laughs> oh, dude, trust me. Uh, I know from my from my neighbor's big TV watching through his window, cartoons can definitely have sex. I see it all the time. I know oh, yeah. from I will go Simpsons, to a beach. Simpsons on Flintstones. I will go to the beach and I will draw a bunch of uh, pictures in the sand all in a long row. And then I will sprint past them. And to me, it looks like they're moving and having sex because I'm seeing them so quickly. 
Yeah. I'm just picturing Bart saying "Yabba dabba do me." <laughs> yabba dabba do me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Cartoon sex racks. Oh, there was there was supposed to be a Prince reference in this episode, but Michael Jackson made them take it out. Really? Yeah. So when when Bart's on the phone with. Michael Jackson while they're in the insane asylum he says uh he's like I'm 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 in here with your dad my name is Michael Jackson and Bart in the episode goes oh yeah are you in there with Elvis Presley too uh in the original script he said what did you do to your finger and Darren's finger is like bleeding insane what did he do that's awful I don't know (laughs) here isn't for any uh, for the listeners his entire fingernail is a ringed in blood. Yucky. That is yucky. 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 Stinky. Yucky. Ew. I can smell your blood from here, bro. What's it smell like? Stinky. Yeah. (laughs) Smells like old batteries. (laughs) Uh, It's probably because of all the old batteries that I keep under my mattress. I do wear old battery cologne. Yeah. I put them under my mattress because I feel like it will make my sleep a little bit more charged. I'll have more energy when I wake up. That checks out. Yeah, that tracks. Sure. Checks out. Inky. That tracks. Oh, okay. I put so a the bunch of double A batteries in vinegar and then oh, yeah. I just splash uh, a little bit on me. He just didn't he just didn't want them to reference Prince there. Why? Because uh, he's the king and I Prince would is ass- the Prince. Yeah, he's the king of pop. My, uh, Elvis is the king, king of rock and roll. And plus, plus Prince is uh, Prince is so like, like sexual. I bet Michael Jackson wouldn't want to be like associated with that. Yeah, Michael Jackson. This is pre allegations for Michael Jackson, right? Oh yeah, this is in the era only slightly, right? Yeah. When so, well, he also during this time wrote music for the Sonic the Hedgehog game that that he never got credit for because he just loved kids shit. So he would call up Sega and be like, "I wanna, I wanna work on Sonic," and he would like write a fucking song for the video game. What a weirdo! Uh, uh, but you guys want to talk about the actual contents of the episode? Yeah. Because, so there's been there's been like a discussion about this episode and whether to just leave it in the past since they have like erased it or whatever for what the Simpsons is at this time in their creation. I think it's an important episode for them. It shows how culturally impacted the show was already by this point. Yeah, man. The world's biggest star wants to be a part of it. And front to back, it is a good episode. Full of good jokes. I I feel like pulling this episode is a slippery slope for the Simpsons because the nature of this show is that they've done things that have not aged well plenty of times. And I get that Michael Jackson is an extreme here. Not that I'm like one that's like by, by no means do I want anybody to think that I or homophilia is pro Michael Jackson or anything like that. But I just think if you get into pulling episodes because of who was involved with them or because of their content, I mean, you're looking at a slippery slope with just things we've already seen, let alone the next 20, 30 years that follow. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's an interesting choice they made. Um, seems reactionary. Uh, like we we mentioned them last episode, the, the 
the Simpsons travel to specific place. Uh, a bunch of those have not aged well. Uh, I know that there is some, um, there's some like backlash against like Homer's enemy at this point. That one I would definitely not ever get rid of because I think that there's a lot of interesting. Uh, uh, it's an interesting look at uh, like uh, where what homophobia was like yeah. in the early 90s that episode specifically i think it would i think be, it's like a cultural document at this I, point I, this one yeah i totally feel like this episode should be there still uh not yeah. i i don't think I, I think given the time you know cutting a slice of of, of a window this is the biggest music star in the world yeah. and it's it's you know it's it's a good bit of this Throw uh, throw him in with the big white guy who thinks he's a little black guy. It's it's a funny bit, but also like, it is a slice of like, oh my god, The Simpsons is fucking huge yeah. at season three, episode one opener. That this is where they're at. I think yeah. it would be another story if the the content of this episode was making fun of Neverland Ranch or, or any of yeah. the you know the bigger uh, Michael Jackson stuff. But it's not that. It's not about it also. That. Oh, I enjoyed the episode, but I'm also watching. Uh, uh, so, either way you take it, either an eight-year-old girl and a ten-year-old boy are alone in a closed-door bedroom with Michael Jackson for big portions of this episode, or with a yeah. lunatic who thinks he's Michael Jackson. So, yeah. Uh, but again, I wouldn't. I would not. Yeah, I but, would not erase. Well, this. I mean, also, there. You know, you're gonna. Are you gonna take out every time Homer chokes Bart? Because at that logic, you know, that's. I mean, that's abuse if yeah. you're talking about it that oh, yeah. way. I mean, oh, yeah. I think they should watermark every scene where Leon Kampowski's in it with just the word pervert superimposed over it. <laughs> Put it like Homer's got the insane stamp yeah. on his hand. He's got he a little stamp that pervert. pervert stamp on his hand. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the actual episode. Uh, um, in, the, in the original script for this one, um, bar, uh, in the original script, Homer takes Barney to rehab and in the process of trying to check Barney into rehab, he gets institutionalized. Right. I think it's way funnier that he, everybody at work freaks out because his shirt's pink. Dude, I love that I'm not popular enough to be different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, great well, I have felt that many times where yeah. I read bold, bad choices and then go, I'm not popular enough to be different. It was yeah, then, a funny bit. Yeah, uh, well, because Bart puts, Bart puts his red hat in the wash and it dyes all Homer's white shirts pink. And that's the primer for every. That's the unrelated top. He's super self-conscious about going to work in a pink shirt. Marge is like, it'll be fine. A bird sees him on the uh, on the security cam and he goes, who is that free-thinking anarchist? <laughs> I love, and then I love, I love the following line, too, of these colored TVs are, have just paid for themselves, which yeah. is like a great fucking a great line too. Cause they're like being directed in by like a guy with like the air traffic controller lights. And it's just a mass of miserable people going to work at a nuclear factory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, and then they give him, uh, you know, there's the, the handful of jokes he goes and they, what, what are their names? The coworkers give him a pink donut. And at first Lenny he's excited. And yeah. Lenny and Carl give him a pink donut. And then he's like, Oh wait. Uh, which is a funny bit. 
but essentially it takes us to this point where they put Homer in this like dark, dark room and he's getting grilled by Burns <laughs> and the psychologist. And then they give him a take home, uh, like Marvin, Marvin, Mc, Ma, uh, Dr. Marvin Monroe, the psychologist is not long for this world. This might be, if this isn't his last episode, he's a terrible it is, character. Uh, it's close. Uh, they, my, I think he's legitimately my least favorite character on the show. Yeah, uh, and they—they. They I don't know why though. Like, I don't like him, but I can't figure out why I don't. He's like a, him. hes annoying, and it's also, um, I—I I love that uh, the Simpsons is always uh, talking about the zeitgeist and uh, like spoofing Americana and and like digging into bullshit institutions. In this instance. His whole thing is uh, uh, being very cynical about therapy. Yeah, and, this was, the whole episode is kind of an ugly look yeah. at mental illness. It was very, it was a very crummy portrayal of a lot of stuff. I I did love all of the um, mental institution cameos from uh, all of your favorite lunatic characters from from yeah. pop culture. You got all the flew over the cuckoo's nest. The Hannibal Lecter was in the background at one point. Uh, uh, just like every crazy character from a movie that's ever been in a mental institution was like somewhere in the background. They got the pop culture of it right. I feel like this episode did a lot of stigmatizing about um, mental illness, but I did like. I thought uh, Homer's inability to understand agoraphobia that was and funny. Then them explaining it was great. That was one of I the loved- only honest. I loved that, that character. That yeah. I don't know who voiced that character, but that was like that was very funny to me. There's just such an honesty to it. It's like one day I woke yeah. up and I couldn't leave the house, and Homer just fundamentally not getting it. Like, what do you mean you did, you couldn't open the door? You didn't yeah. have your keys? You ran out of gas? Darren, stop putting your bloody finger in the view of the camera. Oh, sorry, I didn't even realize it was I'm still bleeding or it was in the view of the um, camera. There was. <laughs> it's stinky. There was. Uh, <laughs> it's still bleeding a lot, you guys. Like it's like not. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you saw it when they when they shipped Homer to the insane asylum. Uh, they showed the the sign for the place, and the little yeah. tag on the sign was, uh, "It was a home for the emotionally interesting." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I love the. I mean, I love when they take opportunities to like briefly, you know, like. Uh, you know, like go around and introduce the individual people at the asylum, like those moments where it's like the comic book convention and they show a couple things or the art students and they show a couple things. I liked the, uh, the guy, what, what did they, what, what, what was his moniker they gave him? The, the math guy. Did anybody write that down? The math he was guy? a, yeah, he was like a prodigy. It was like, give him any two numbers and he'll multiply them together. Like oh that. yeah. <laughs> and it, Homer it, goes nine is five and he's it. 45. <laughs> He's like blowing it cuts away. That's the joke, and I That's love the that joke. joke. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought there was going to be more, and then they say that the the Native American uh, guy, we just call him the chief. He hasn't spoke a word in forty years, and then Homer just says hi, uh, yeah. and then he and then he responds, and then he gets surrounded, and yeah. he's like, yeah, "It's been ages. Nobody's, igno- Nobody's acknowledged me or reached Nobody's out." Yeah, uh, um, even before they got to the asylum, there was some good stuff in there. I liked. I liked Bart, um, like, dishing the the mature knowledge of turning 10. 
Yeah. Lisa. I liked I liked her like such her morose poem about being, <laughs> she died. Being she died. And my, yeah, my mom told me she went to heaven. She lied. She lied. I also I liked- loved Bart's joke at the very beginning of the episode. The 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 joke at the very beginning where uh, uh, she he says, "Oh my!" Uh, when she wakes him up at six a.m. and he goes, "Oh my God, Dad died." And she says, "No." And he says, "Oh, what do you know? I'm relieved." <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, I like them watching America's Funniest Videos, and it is just casual, horrifying violence, and then just shitty riffs on it, like a dog on fire. That's a hot dog. Yeah, Homer's (laughs) loving it. I love the the last one was the title of the video they showed was Baby with a Nail Gun, (laughs) and they just, all you hear is the sound of a nail gun, and Homer Homer goes, Oh, <laughs> that was that was really funny. They also covered all three of the types of videos they show on there. It's like man getting hurt really bad, animals, and then babies. Babies yeah. always win America's Funniest Home Videos. Always. Uh, my favorite thing in this episode, probably, and I do this a lot in improv scenes, and I definitely got it from here, is Lisa sadly singing happy birthday to oh herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do that all the time on stage, so and I realized sad. it's from this episode because it's like, it's the most pitying sad. thing you can yeah. do. Like just so really like I'll direct to audience all the time. Just go happy birthday to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, such a great moment. I like that when Homer calls home, he, uh, he's worried about telling the, his family he's at an insane asylum. So he tells, he tells them that it's one of those, pla- that he's at one of those places that rich women go to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would have liked this episode if it was um, an episode where Homer goes to a place where rich women lose weight. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I will say there was, uh, uh, I noticed uh, the, the song at the end, Lisa, It's Your Birthday, isn't the only time we hear Michael sing or write a new song. He writes a song for Homer who's feeling scared and alone at the mental institution. Mm-hmm. And the song is called You've Got a Friend in Me. Yeah. That motherfucker from Toy Story just ripped off the Simpsons. Randy Newman, we're coming for you. Randy Newman plagiarized the Simpsons. I did not, re- I did not occur to me that this came out before the, the Toy Maybe Story. Randy yeah. Newman, this more was like, like Randy, write a new song. This was, the, this was the... Uh, uh, what, 91 or uh, 91. 91? Late 91? Yeah, yeah. this will be like the I fall will be of born 91. in three months. Oh it's my September God. 91. I'm finally going to be born in three months, and I can't. Oh play. my goodness. I am wow. raring to go. Pun so yeah, it's straight up at the end of the song, he just goes, You've got a friend in me. That motherfucker, Randy Newman, he, I am going to, on behalf of the Jackson estate. I will get them their money. Finally, someone is advocating on Michael Jackson's behalf. Yeah. Finally. You've got a friend in me is the theme song of having sex with your homies. Yeah. I did like when, when uh, um, Marge tries to call Homer the, the uh, song that plays when she gets put on hold 
when she calls the mental institution is cra- crazy for feeling. <laughs> that was really funny to she me. At one point, I, I don't remember yeah. the context. I like listening to the radio, but they play an extended version of It Got It. Yeah. That was one of my favorite he puts it uh he puts it on because everybody everybody in town goes over to the simpson household to see michael jackson so he plays an extra extended version of it there's another joke where i forget what's going on but um the organist at church plays in agata devita for a long time that is the episode where bart sells his soul to millhouse and he pranks the church by uh, putting that in the hymn book so yeah. they all sing in a garden of Vita at church. You, my, my recollection for Simpsons trivia is just astounding. I'm proud of myself <laughs> for being able to just hear that snippet of an episode and be able to tell you exactly where you're looking for. I'm like the Google of Simpsons trivia. Uh, I no, also, Google is the Google of Simpsons trivia. <laughs> uh, when 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 March when March uh, when March tries to get Homer out, she's like, he's not insane, you know. He just uh, he's just has a weird relationship with our son. Uh, the the doctor's like, no, ma'am, he is suffering from persecution syndrome, extreme paranoia, and violent bladder hostility. <laughs> what, what is? What is bladder hostility? <laughs> because he peed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, oh, no, you know, outside of his relationship with Bart, you know, everything's fine. And he goes, Bart's real? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bart's real? Um, so they, they get him out. Uh, uh, Michael Jackson is at the mental institution voluntarily. So he's going to come home with Homer. Uh, Bart lets slip to the whole town that Michael Jackson's going to come hang out at the Simpsons house and the whole town comes to see him. Uh, I did like, like people had signs at the mob. People had signs like Michael Jackson, Thriller. John 316. (laughs) Yes. That, well, that is rainbow man. That guy's real. Uh, Google, Google rainbow man. When you get home. I am home. What do you mean when you get home? Uh, Rainbow Man is a guy that used to put on that big, huge rainbow wig and hold up John 316 at like sporting events and stuff and try to get the word out about Jesus Christ. And that guy ended up going insane and kidnapping um, migrant workers and lighting fire to a hotel room. uh, uh, And they (laughs) just look it up. It's nuts. Yet another Amber reason would to pull this that. episode. What? <laughs> yet another yeah. reason to pull this episode. Yeah. Yet another. Yeah. They had a. They had a rainbow. What if they said they didn't pull it for the Michael Jackson cameo? They pulled it for the <laughs> Rainbow Man cameo. <laughs> He's currently uh, serving three consecutive life sentences. Yeah, because he like he kidnapped a bunch of people and he was gonna, uh, uh, he was gonna like blow something it up or something he threatened to shoot at airplanes taking off from the airport he also rejected a plea deal of 12 years in order to spread his message of religion in open court good for him after being sentenced he began a religious tirade and had to be restrained by bailiffs good for him that's it after his conviction he was found guilty of four stink bomb attacks hell yeah dude my wife accuses me of that every morning (laughs) 
Dude, that's when you fart under Bella, the covers. Uh, that's something. That's something Bart would do. So it makes sense that he's in it here. Uh, he's got a love for Bart and pranks, just like Michael Jackson. Um, but there was one person in the back of the mob holding up a sign that just said "bad," like the Michael Jackson song. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it was just a sign that said "bad,", bad. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Uh, um, he, uh, so yeah, he, he gets out of the insane asylum. The doctor says, uh, from what your wife tells me, you are not a danger to yourself or others. And Homer says, that's the most flattering thing anybody's ever told him. (laughs) Uh, so he gets a certificate that says not insane. Yeah. He spends the rest of the episode coddling it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and then we, yeah, and then we get to the uh, the song. Lisa, it's your birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Lisa. Lisa. Good song. Uh, good song. Yeah, uh, I was I was whistling it around the house uh, for the uh, after I watched it for the like ten or twenty minutes we had before we started recording, and Anna got really annoyed. <laughs> well, you're part of the problem, buddy. Yeah, enabler. To this day, Lisa, it's your birthday. I just music fucking rocks, dude. Yeah, I dude. love it. Music I love fun. music. Oh. I love music. Music's one of my favorite fucking types of sounds. Yeah, I love. Oh, noise is oh, my my favorite genre of music is songs written by superstars under pseudonyms for sitcoms. <laughs> What other ones are on your top list? Oh, uh, the time that David Bowie um, wrote uh, wrote the song for the wedding in Modern Family. Yep, uh, that one was great. Uh, the time that Celine Dion uh, wrote uh, wrote the song for um, uh, the for um, for Cheers. Nelly Furtado wrote the the going away song from Elf. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the Turner, time when, uh, simply the best for Shit's Creek. Yeah, when Les yeah. Claypool yeah, wrote great. the baseline for Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, when Neil Peart wrote the drum solo of life for uh, uh, what the hell is that show called? Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, or when so Flying nice. Lotus did the theme song for Aqua TV Show Show. What's Aqua TV that? Show Show? For a while, at the end of Aqua Teen Hunger Force's run, they would change the name of the show every season. So it was called Aqua Teen Hunger Patrol for a while. Yeah. Like Aqua Teen Squad Unit 1. And then at one point, they just changed the name of the show to Aqua TV Show Show. And Flying Lotus did the theme song for it. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give, uh, that's next on my list. I forgot about Aqua Teen. I'm giving it a quarantine watch. That's I'm, quarantine I've never watch. been high enough to really get it. But I do watch it and like it. I I watched it in high school. I have not seen it since high school. There's some uh, fucking. I will say, classes, uh, I could probably get into watching that. I, I I am at the point in quarantine where last night I spent uh, almost three hours watching music videos. Oh <laughs> I God. do that out of quarantine more than I watch TV. Yeah, I Dude, do that. I I I'm sure I was like vaguely aware that people were still making mu- music videos. Music videos in the post TRL era are fucking bananas. They are. What do you watch? Nuts. What I watched a bunch of like I watched a bunch of like FKA Twigs and um uh uh like just like 
trippy ones. I, I right. searched like trippiest music videos. Dude, I would strongly, strongly Dan Deacon, recommend. Animal uh, Collective has good yeah. ones. I was going to say Dan Deacon right now. I would strongly recommend all of Orville Peck's music videos. They're oh, all I watched, great. Uh, I watched some Orville Peck ones. I, I was, M83. M83 has fucking right. crazy view, uh, music videos. Devin and I, I the other They day. might be giants. They might be giants. Uh, as one, I would strongly recommend any video by Crumb. Uh, that's okay. another one. Crumb rocks. What was that one song that the the starts with a G or something like that? Uh, fuck. God damn. Uh, what was that? Well, like Inspector, Inspector Norse by Todd uh, Terry 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 T E R J E. Have we ever decided how you say that? I don't know. Terry. It's. I know it's a. I know it's a. It's a nod at Todd Terry. Yeah, but it, how do you say it? Turhi, Turhi, maybe. It's it's was it Scandinavian? T e r j e pronounced Scandinavian. What is He's that? He's Norwegian. Norwegian. His name is like Tur Turgi Olson or something. That's his weird. first name. One of those weird ones. Yeah, dude, that video's got some super weird, depressing energy. Yeah, Rex. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite joke from the episode, guys? Uh, I. I really like the the line of throw him in with the big white guy who thinks he's the little black guy. I really like that line. I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was a funny setup. Uh, and also at that moment in time, you don't know. Like we all know that it's going to be Michael Jackson, but I just think in real time to people not necessarily knowing what's coming, I think yeah. that that, that would have been a great reveal right there. Uh, yeah. That I forgot, honestly, for some reason, I for, I didn't know how the Michael Jackson part came in, so I wasn't yeah. expecting that, and that was a really great reveal for me. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I try to put myself in these, like, that's one of the things I really like about a lot of things, like 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 the Gorge joke uh, in the Bar the Daredevil. Like, I did, I was not expecting that. Where you guys are like, oh, that's a legendary joke. That's, you know, I, I so I like those, those reveals that they do well, uh, because they are reveals to me, which is cool. Yeah. So I like that whole reveal specifically. I like that line. So go on. Uh, Michael? Uh, I got two. I can't pick. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with the one that's maybe a little lesser. Um, oh God, man. Okay, there's two. Uh, there's actually three, but I'll go with two. <laughs> you can do as uh, many as you want, buddy. You're right, welcome. But I don't want to take anybody else's. Okay. There's a lot of good jokes. Do you want to do one, and then if the other one doesn't get taken, you can come back to yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, let's I love do that. that. Great. Okay. One of them is when uh, she he says, oh, do you want your father to have get a lobotomy? And he pictures it in his mind, like what it'd be like. And it, it like seems like it'd be awesome. And then he says, well, there's probably a downside I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, another one was uh, when Quimby gets disappointed that Michael Jackson doesn't actually show up. And he says, uh, like Michael Jackson would even visit this jerkwater burb. <laughs> Talking about his own town. Yeah. Uh, and I'll save the other one for... Uh, oh, God. So I was Googling um, just now because I was... I think John F. Kennedy had a sister that they lobotomized. Yes, yes. Uh, they, so I, yes, Googled, I Googled Kennedy and I was like going to type more. Uh, but I accidentally hit search and NBC News came up. Body of eight-year-old Gideon McKean, great-grandson of Robert F. Kennedy, found after canoe accident. Yikes. Very sad. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm glad I brought that up on the podcast. Uh, favorite <laughs> joke. Uh, I think I'm not popular enough to be different. I think that's, that's a good, good one too. I love that. Um, I think my favorite's probably when Homer was so flattered by being told he's not a danger to himself and others. Uh, <laughs> there was there was a good throwaway gag. Um, uh, they show the newspaper being thrown to the Simpson house after the big kerfuffle uh, that it's not actually Michael Jackson. Yeah, and the headline is like Michael Jackson hoax, and the subhead is everyone mad at local boy. (laughs) Uh, But I I did want to mention one. um, uh, Michael Jackson asks Homer, like, hey, what are you in for? And he goes, I wore a pink shirt to work. And uh, and Michael Jackson goes, oh, that makes sense. People made fun of what – people didn't understand what I dressed as either. And uh, Homer goes – uh, well, how did you dress? And he goes, a single white glove covered in rhinestones. And Homer goes, that's funny. The other one for me was when Michael Jackson says, like, you know, like Bart says, you're not Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson looks like this. You look like a big fat mental patient. And Leon says, you'd be amazed at how often I hear that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, we have been, you know, the drill you've been on our show before we're, we're ranking our favorite episodes of all time. Uh, we're at a crossroads right now, right? Yeah. I'm still at Lisa's, uh, substitute. Devin is too, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darren, you changed yours last week, right? Blood food. Yep. Blood food is yours. So, uh, uh, Michael, I know you don't you don't have a ton of experience with Simpsons. Is no. this now your favorite episode? Okay, so the three I've watched uh, that are with are us my, are with you, yeah. So it's this one, Dance and Homer, and what was the last one? The, the one Bark sells his soul, right? The, with the devil, uh, or what was that one? It's like Bark goes to hell um, uh, for a minute. Uh, Bark gets hit um, by a car or whatever. Bark gets hit by a car. Yeah, that one is definitely the. God damn time. it! How I you guys have corrupted me. You've ruined me. Yeah. Uh, my, I still think I like Dancing Homer more. It's a good one. Um, but this one is really good. Uh, so it's I good. guess it goes Dancing Homer, this, and then uh, Bart gets hit by a car. Because that one just went dark. Dupree, you should uh, just watch The Simpsons now that we're in quarantine. Yeah, watch a bunch of it. Watch start – early, uh, start early seasons. Uh, and then it, once you start – once you start not being into it anymore, just stop. Okay. Like, uh, it's a different level for everybody. Some people say uh, season eight. I think it's more than that. I think it's I, I think probably up to season 12. Uh, um, some people uh, say even like up to like 14, 15, 16. Uh, season eight, uh, in my but, opinion, is the best season of the show. Yeah. Then it starts to degrade a little bit, and I think 12 is where it gets bad-ish. So just – uh, I would say start start you know in the early seasons and push like watch through seasons four five six seven eight are all amazing, uh, and then at a certain point you're like you know what these aren't as good as they used to be stop just stop. Okay, <laughs> I uh, will. Do uh, Darren, yeah, are you changing? Ugh. I am thinking. 
Congratulations. Nice. Good for you. I don't know, man. Okay, here's the thing. I like this episode a ton. Yeah. I think that we lost a little bit due to the having to watch it in choppiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think that my want to not be controversial. I don't know, uh, man. If I'm thinking, do I like this episode more than I liked Blood Feud? I think I do. I think this episode wow. had heart. It had jokes. It had everything. You know what? Fuck it. I'm changing. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change there you it. Go. I'm gonna change it, dude. I'm not married there to one. I'm gonna go. Stark Raving Dad is my new favorite episode. Wow. Hell yeah. Coming out hot. Season. So this this actually was originally a season two episode, but for whatever production reason they pushed it back. But uh, uh, we didn't really recap uh, our thoughts on season two last episode. Uh, um, I, I I think that there that was a nobody can hear long season overall. We say that again, Nothing. you cut out. We didn't talk about our, our we didn't really talk about our thoughts about season two as a whole last episode. I think I think uh, front to back, that's a really strong season. Yeah, yeah. I think of the of the seasons we've seen so far, season two is my favorite. I think we can do yeah. that. You want to do a favorite season at the end? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do it. Oh, yeah. Season two better than I think season we're one. Unanimous that season two is the best yes. season of The Simpsons so far. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and and. Uh, uh, we had talked about how they were still kind of picking up pace and steam. I think they they were running on full cylinder uh, already. There's a lot of class. What is going on, Andy? Your computer sucks right now, man. You sound like you're a glitch in the Matrix. Um, Your voice is slow uh, was, and metallic. Really? Maybe I got to go back inside. Damn it. Uh, Andy, you know what, though? Uh, while you're walking inside... Uh, I know that you watch some Adventure Time. I know that I'm rewatching a lot of my favorite shows. I'm rewatching. I rewatched Futurama recently. I rewatched. I'm rewatching Adventure Time again. I uh, watched Steven Universe. Uh, and if I think about where some of my favorite shows were in season two, and then I think about where The Simpsons is in season two, I'm genuinely impressed yeah. uh, because yeah. it it feels like. The, definitely the second half of season two but most of season two they kind of like it feels like they know what the hell they're doing and i was just you know i just like i said adventure time was like adventure time and futurama are two of my favorite shows and um there are some gems in futurama season two and there are some gems in adventure time season two but neither of those shows knew what the fuck they were doing at that point in time yeah uh, it's unbelievable to me that uh, any show but especially The Simpsons, my, like my favorite season is eight years into it. Like 30 Rock didn't even run eight years. Yeah. yeah. Like right. for, it to, for it to have one of the best seasons eight years into yeah. it, almost a decade in, is crazy yeah. to me. Right. I mean, like Futurama, it's season three, season four is the peak, and then it's all downhill. It is That's usually downhill. where shows peak, like, you know, season three, season four. Yeah. Four, yeah, four. Um, uh, this was originally a, an episode four, season two. The production schedule forced them to push it back, uh, but we're in in store for for some good stuff. There's a lot of good season three material. Yeah. I personally, I'm sticking with Lisa's substitute. I concur. 
Hey, dude, I'm not, I'm not married to anything. I'm going to keep on changing it as my heart tells me to. So <laughs> me fuck too, you guys, your little, uh, your little, I need to stick with the, 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 the cute teacher weirdo guy. <laughs> I want the weirdo psychopath in the, in the insane asylum. That's what I want. No, I think, uh, uh, the story as a whole just wasn't quite as tight as Lisa's substitute. Um, uh, the segments I I just don't think this episode, the segments of it flowed as cohesively. Uh, So Knox, we're like, we're at, we're now into season three moving forward. We're going to be splitting hairs because there's just like knockout episodes from here on out. From, I think uh, season three has a lot of them. And then I think I've always said season four through eight, like every episode four through eight yeah. is a contender for my favorite episode is a banger banger i banger. barely know her hell yeah hell yeah uh, we did uh, do you guys successful. want to thank some uh sponsors or uh mike Dupree, do you have anything else to uh, close out the uh mdvh no that was this was a very fun crossover sewed uh yeah, thanks thank you guys all for being here and, and doing this crossover sewed Thanks, Grub Dirtly and Glenn Gentle and Michael Burr for appearing earlier in the in the sode. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I got to thank my sponsor, uh, the the Dirtly Family Vegetable Hut. Uh, <laughs> it's this beautiful, really expensive looking hut uh, uh, in my neighborhood. That's where I buy all my vegetables. Hell yeah! Uh, and I got to thank a uh, you know I I was talking uh, briefly as we passed in the in the hallway leading up to this beautiful recording studio uh i uh i I talked to uh michael burr on the way out and he really um he's gonna be an ongoing sponsor i think you know he he's looking for a place to stay so he said he'd give me 10 bucks if i uh tell tell the world uh, if you've got an extra room and you're not afraid of fires uh just send an email to mburr at 10 bucks wow Um, so there you go I would like to thank um, our sponsor, the Board of Tourism of the United States of Fragile Little Boys. Um, if you're a sensitive little guy and you got a lot of feelings and you don't really know where to put them, go to a place where there's room for all your feelings. Right. Uh, but I please do remember that traveling during this time is difficult and COVID-19 can be spread by tears and there's a lot of crying going on there. So watch out. Excellent. Cool. Well, uh, I think right, bye, everybody. We Thanks so much. We'll be back next week with more fun. Bye. Love you and I'm in love with you. Goodbye. Bye. The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Amp Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.